0: You are <laughs> such a geek. <keep. laughs> geek. What is a
1: geek? You're <laughs> What is a geek? What?
0: You're a neo maxi zoom dweeby.
1: What is a geek? black, motorheads, blood, blood, weight big dweeby, dickheads,
2: dickheads.
0: Okay, welcome back to another episode of the broadcast geeks we are coming in here at 226 that's right we are almost there 226 I am one of your hosts Matt Oren
2: and I'm midnight mitch Jones tonight we got a very special guest we are welcoming returning geek Piper Shepherd to the show Piper for <laughs> joining
1: us happy to be here
2: yes you are a literal superhero because not only did you save my ass from forgetting I was on a show on friday with <laughs> like I totally did not have it on my calendar
1: I needed a ride to that show. I was like, well, fuck, I'm glad I messaged you. You didn't even know. You're double booked.
2: (laughs) I was double booked. I was triple booked too, Piper. I had a date scheduled for Friday. So I would have been twiddling my thumbs, eating sushi, and then been like, they would have been like, Mitch, where the fuck are you? But, you know, she canceled. So I don't have a date on Friday. I Uh, I have a date with a microphone.
1: Yeah, you do. There you go.
2: <laughs> so I really appreciate you saving my ass on that. And also you're a super superhero because I, we were literally just talking five minutes ago and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like right now? Do you want to be on broadcast <laughs> geeks? You want to be on this right
1: now? I was like, yeah, Hell I'm actually yeah. doing nothing. I'm watching television in my living room and I have a laptop and I can do this right now.
2: What are you That's watching? perfect because we talk about watching television. What
1: awesome. were you watching again? I was re-watching watching season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, because somebody was watching season 3 the other day and then I was like oh yeah I like season 3 and then I was like shit now I want to watch season 4 because that's my favorite season I really dropped off with that show after season 5 but <laughs> season 4 was like a big it was like a big year for me like in that show Like I was super. why so
2: what happened in that show
1: well Darren Needles was the winner of season 4 spoilers um, oh, but Darren Needles was just like this really punk rock cool fucking like goth queen and it was the first time that like that kind of a drag queen like won that reality show and i just like ate it all up like it was a really good season and it was like well sharon needles is like the goth one and she's like into all the same kind of weird shit that i'm into so i was like so into it and i was like it was my i had graduated from high school that year when it originally aired and me and my friend mark actually went down to a drag club in mobile alabama when sharon needles was on tour before we knew she won this is in the middle of the season and she was just like we were too young to get in because we were both 18 and you had to be 21 to get in but we like waited outside until like basically the bar closed but she was still hanging out and then Sharon Needles was like oh let these kids come in let them come in and um she was just like super fucking nice and like danced with us to like Gwen Stefani and like fucking like took pictures with us and it was just super dope so like I just am like my heart lives in season four of RuPaul's Drag Race sometimes. (laughs)
0: I know my awesome. wife. I had watched the last season of it.
1: Yeah, how was it?
0: I, I mean, I don't know. You don't she know. she, she enjoyed. You I have- watched. I watched some of it as I was like going to sleep or what have
2: you.
1: Nice. But
0: yeah, it was all right. I mean, I always I've always liked RuPaul. What
2: else are you watching? Um, I was like that this drag queen's name is Sharon Needles. That's fucking hilarious. Great. Sharon <laughs> Needles. It's it's the stage name.
1: She's a comedy queen. It's a really good name. Oh, uh, I was watching fuck. I was Oh, I'm watching American Horror Story cuz a uh, new season just came out and it's pretty good. They so over the summer
0: have you watched you all of them?
1: Like a uh, like a side show or like a, like a, a spinoff American horror stories. Oh. And it obviously had a lower budget and they had a lot of guest directors and a lot of new actors. So like some of it was good. Most of it was like kind of cringy, like bad acting, like really cheap storylines. Sure. Like and Murphy. So, you know, you kind of do expect it to be kind of like campy and cheesy, but like the spinoff wasn't great, but then the new season of the actual show premiered and that shit was great. Like, Like, I'm like, I'm on some American Horror Story bullshit right now. Like, I love that show.
2: Have you watched every season?
1: Yeah, I've seen every season.
2: Can I ask a question about American Horror Stories? Yeah. Because I was watching TV the other day, and American Horror is American horror story double feature the spin off or is that part of the original series That's
1: the new season of the original series
2: Okay cuz it was like aliens but they were washed up on the beach or something
1: Right so the first pre- the so it was a two episode premiere and it's called double feature and the first two episodes the it's called American horror story Red Tide and it takes place in like Cape Cod up on you know like that area Shop and the Apparently there's another, so apparently this season they have two different things going on, basically two different seasons in one, and then they're supposed to tie together at the end. Huh. But the first two episodes are both in the same setting, same, the the red tide, like it's the Cape, the Cape Cod, like area of the world.
0: So it's two converging storylines?
1: It's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know if the next season is going to continue on with this setting in Cape Cod in Provincetown, or if it's going to be like, they're supposedly going to jump to a whole other storyline. And like every other episode, I presume is like the other storyline and they eventually like connect.
0: Okay. So-
2: Right. So it has to do with these aliens washing up on the beach or is I, am I just misinterpreting oh, the no. commercials? It wrong? Actually,
1: there is nothing to do with aliens in the first introduced storyline. It is based on the opioid epidemic oh, in shit. Cape Cod. So it's basically like it's the story for this one is it's drugs like but it's. It's not like heroin or crack. It's like a weird little pill that if you're a creative person, you take it and it makes you like crank out a bunch of art, but there's like crazy side effects. So that's kind of, that's kind of the gist of it without giving too much away. It's like, okay, so this writer and his wife, his wife moves. They they, they all moved to this house in Cape Cod for three months. The husband is writing a pilot and the wife is redesigning the house. That's why they're there. And, And basically, the writer guy meets these characters that are like, oh, you're one of us. You should take these drugs. It'll help you write better. And he's like, oh, what's the catch? And they're like, oh, you know, whatever, nothing. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's like crazy side effects. But that's the gist of it is he's like isolated in Cape Cod trying to write out a pilot and these weird people give him a drug to make him like brilliant but it comes with like a crazy side effect
2: like what like you start self mutilating you start killing people what's the side effect if
1: you want so, so okay if, if we're cool with spoilers I don't know I mean I've watched it like three times now we
2: are um, all about spoiling things on this podcast okay, cool. we, 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 gi- we do so give a warning
1: like so but then yeah so the, the husband Finn Whitrock he goes to a bar and these two these two writers approach him and they're like hey Well, who else comes to fucking Lives here for three months? You're obviously a writer. You have talent. We can smell it on you. Take these little (laughs) black pills. And so if... So the thing is, is if you take the pills and you don't have talent, then you turn into one of these weird Nosferatu like mutant creatures. That's like a bloodsucker. You do have talent. It opens up your creative seed in your mind and you just sit there and you crank out like award winning fucking work. And so he takes the pill because he's given the pill. He finally cracks. He takes it. And he just like starts writing out the screenplay. But then it turns out the side effect is you crave blood and you crave human (laughs) blood. So so it's it's like a vampire pill. So like you can be a superstar, like ultimate, like it'll make you rich and famous. All of your creativity like comes pouring out of you and you do like the best work you've ever made in your life. Side effect is you crave blood. You can eat animals, <laughs> you can drain blood, but you are only gonna sustain yourself if you like kill humans. And so the fucking um the twist that they bring up in this episode is like, oh, well, it's the opioid it's the opioid epidemic in Cape Cod. So it's easy. We just come here and we just murder junkies and we eat them because nobody's gonna oh. miss so that's oh, the whole shit. that's the the framework for, for that storyline for that part of the season.
2: That's pretty fucking cool.
1: It's pretty so, cool, like, though. It's pretty I good. Mean, and the casting is good.
2: Yeah. You said Finn Whitrock?
1: Finn Wittrock is, yeah, he's the guy, the husband who moves with his family. And um, they have a kid. And then she ends up taking the pill.
2: Kid does. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah that's not oh, good I, the so Finn he's Whitlock he's, sets he's off geek uh, beacons in my head because he's gonna be um, uh he's gonna be fucking Kyle Rayner in that Green Lantern series oh really oh yeah. really
1: he's so good he's so fucking good I love him
2: hell yeah what is I'm Green not Lantern You're gonna be on uh, HBO Max oh
0: man hell I don't yeah. know if I knew about it alright that's exciting you get oh, all the right.
1: supernatural powers
2: right. of the vampire or do you just have to drink blood like do you get the like
1: like it's not like you're literally a vampire it's just that you have to drink blood
2: okay so you get but all the I drawbacks so
1: cuz the thing is in the sh- in the episode they're like well we're not here all year we come here in the winter time and we eat people and then we take this drug and we crank out like two books or three screenplays or whatever. (laughs) And and then we go back to our regular lives. So that's what they said. And so far it's just, they just have to drink blood. Um, they don't, apparently they're not there all year. They come in the winter time when there's nobody there and they eat drug addicts and then they crank out their art and then they go back to whatever like rich and famous life they have outside of it. So I'm not entirely sure. Have you
0: seen or or heard of, uh, 30 days of night
1: i've heard of it but i don't think i've seen it
0: mitch have you ever
2: seen yeah, it? i've i saw it in the theaters scared the fuck out of me it's uh i'm, it's I'm a, not well i don't do well with her horror horror it's horror. about it. it's about a group of like hardcore
0: vampire vampires like old kind of old ones and they go to this town in barrow alaska where they only get a uh they get a month of just solid no sun and They just they just feast because nothing could hurt them.
2: Yeah, and they have like they have weird like giant like jagged teeth too, right? Like not just
0: like yeah, like kind of like Nosferatu looking,
2: but more civilized. I like me some Nosferatu. He's yeah. so, more yeah, than a vampire.
1: The weird zombies in the American Horror Story—they all look like Nosferatu. My sister watched it and she was like, "Oh yeah, it looks like they're in a little Nosferatu gang. Like it's just a bunch of Nosferatus because they ca- they have like high, like pointy shoulder pads." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it. Not
1: like weird, like white faces and like they like all they they all look like a bunch of little Nosferatu.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah! I you know it's American Horror Story is one of those things where I started watching it the first season, and I definitely remember there was like the dude, the gimp suit dude.
1: The gimp suit dude, yeah.
2: I I don't do well with horror, so as soon as I moved out of that house where we would like ritually watch every time it came out I kind of fell away and then it was one of those things where I was like oh man I should catch up but it's had like six seasons or whatever since then so now I can never I'm perpetually chasing the rock down the hill you know
1: yeah but there are some seasons that are more worth watching than others if you ask any. Like, yes, people like me, like fan, like, oh, if you want to watch it, you don't have to watch the all of it. It's not all good. But there are like there are some seasons that like especially depending on like what kind of stuff you like. Because the thing is, is it's horror, but it's FX it's tv horror
2: gotcha so it's
1: not it's not gonna be like watching fucking cannibal holocaust or some crazy it's not <laughs> you know what i mean like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna have like horrible terrible nightmares after every episode like a lot of it is really cheesy but they do i mean they do a good job of like freaking you out and scaring you i think the scariest season or the most disturbing season to me is the freak show one
2: mm-hmm. mm, yeah i do that remember the rough. that was rough
1: because It's like a lot of, you know, it's a lot of deformed people and like people you would see in like a, in like a 1950s, like freak show carnival circus. Right. And, and
0: 1930s, that was when, uh todd yeah. browning's movie freaks. Uh, yeah freak
1: freaks yeah freaks is good it's very yeah it's like kind of an homage to freak but um
0: that's where the ramones get their pinhead from that used yeah, to be on their uh, albums from movie. yeah and they Shit,
1: I know that that's interesting
0: yeah they bring that where
1: songs. they're like one of us one of us one exactly gaba
0: Gabba. One Gabba us. we accept you we accept you one of us yeah. Oh shit,
1: that's tight. Yeah, they do a pinhead thing in um in the freak show season, and yep. uh, they do really well with it.
0: I, I saw that one. That one was that one was pretty good. So was the it's asylum.
1: Good. Asylum was also pretty good, just because it's like they 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 get the good. They hit those marks with the scenes where you're yeah. like, oh, this is like, oh, could you imagine if you were here? Like this is fucking insane. It's disturbing. It's scary. Absolutely. And Ratchet. Did y'all watch Ratchet? I did not. About Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Is it yeah. an origin
2: story or what? Yeah. It-
1: Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's about the nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and they cast Sarah Paulson That's also a Ryan Murphy thing. But, like, there's, like, some scenes in that where I literally, I could not, I had to turn it, I had to to press pause. Like, I got nauseous. And I got, like, really, I got, like, shaky. Because there were a couple of scenes. There's this one scene where they boil a girl and, like, she's in the mental hospital and she's, like, a nymphomaniac. She's, like, a sex freak. So they stick her in this fucking tub and lock her in it. And they boil her body so her nerves die. And I sat there and watched it, and I just, like, could not breathe. Like, I just, like, started fucking, I started trying to pass out. Like, I was so disturbed <sighs> by it. It was yeah. so hardcore. And this is a fucking Netflix show. Like, cinematography is beautiful. But, yeah, when they did that, I was like, I, ugh, I don't know if I can make it through this whole thing.
2: <laughs> it was
1: bad, That's, man. It was
2: that sounds rough. fucking harrowing. What do you? I mean, if you didn't have that reaction, I'd start to be like, Piper might be kind of a psychopath. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, damn, people, this is like fucking. This is a Netflix show, and I want to throw up at a scene, and I don't know if I can finish it. Like, I was really like affected by that shit.
2: Yeah, is Netflix weird. like has no ratings on it? Like, I'm. I mean, I know that they have, like, you know...
1: I don't know.
2: TVMA. Do they have that kind of shit on Honestly, there? They-
1: it's not that it was, like, explicit or gruesome. It was just the way they shot it. It was, like, the, the insinuation of the mm-hmm. context. Like, they didn't actually show anything that gruesome. But the way that they shot it and portrayed what was happening, like, still made you sick. That's what's crazy. Because technically, that could get by with, like, a fucking R rating or a PG-13 rating. They do have a rating system. But they're yeah. not... Like NC seventeen type shit on Netflix. Right. Yeah.
2: No no close up penetration on there. Right. No, I, yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I bet they in the boiling scene they definitely did that scream that's just like
1: Aah! Aah! <laughs> it was hard i don't even think they did a scream which made it worse because i think she yeah dude it was like it's it, it's worse when there's not a scream because it's like a quiet torture and that's like <laughs> more cerebral you know like it was like i couldn't watch it like i had to literally pause that shit and i had to take like a 30 minute break from the show just like <laughs> i was sweating i was like in a fucked up mood oh speaking of which
0: i mean that's show fatigue you can definitely get that i i got that from watching the walking dead with Negan, and oh. i and i got it with watching um oh shit i forgot i had one but yeah that that megan he, he he gave he definitely gave me fatigue watching the walking dead because you can only take so much of that tension mm-hmm. on top of all the other tension. You're like, come on, like
1: this Dude. was like episode three. Yeah, that's you're Like that was like pretty. It was pretty early on where I was like, I'm going to throw up watching. Yeah,
2: that's that's <laughs> too much.
1: You know what surprised me though that I couldn't handle when I What's watched that? it last week, the Woodstock '99 documentary.
2: Yeah, I've been hearing things about this. It's know. it's on Netflix as well.
1: I didn't fucking. I had heard. I've heard about that festival in passing, but like, I didn't fucking. I had no clue about all of that shit and like oh my god so i was in atlanta where i was in making georgia last week and this comic from austin and me were on shows and we're hanging out and he was like i've been thinking about this documentary like for so long and he puts it on and it was just like i had to walk out oh i was like i'm just gonna start doing my hair and makeup get ready for the comedy show but like literally like that shit got to me so bad i was like yo we're on a comedy show tonight and i'm in a fucked up mood now because you put on <laughs> this documentary like i'm in a really bad headspace. like it was
0: what did what did the documentary say because i remember it i watched it on tv
2: yeah so- I, I i remember 99. woodstock 99 because saint clown posse performed there
1: <laughs> they did so it was like it God, it just sends into so much madness. And I had no idea, obviously. Like, I was fucking five at the time that thing was going on. But, like, so, basically, the promoters neglected to relay this information. But a lot of crazy shit happened. So key points being a bunch of women got raped like constantly the whole time. there was, like tons of rape going on. Yeah. Um, the porta potties exploded and oh, yeah. like, the sewage drained and they all the concert goers thought that it was mud and they covered themselves in it thinking it was mud and it was actually fucking like fucking porta potty like sh- shit and feces. <laughs> And then and then they went <laughs> ev- they lit everything on fire at the end of it because like it was just like, all of it just descended into so much madness. And then also it was like this giant music festival and only had three female artists. It was like Cheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette, and like one other person. And that was the only women on the whole fucking festival like it was so all those things combined and the way they go into it like really good documentary style it's just like oh i'm gonna fucking this is depressing like you know because i like music i go to shows i'm a musician and i'm just like i'm really glad i'm not somebody who goes
0: this wasn't about the music that's the thing this no, was, was capitalism's to- uh sequel to what woodstock represented and they put out this really fucked up thing like i remember it at the time and and it and it would have been you know it's kind of like how like fire festival uh, yeah. created an uproar this did it back then Fire
1: Festival didn't actually happen
0: R- well fair enough um but yeah they were trying to be like oh yeah this is all about the original woodstock and you know so you had all these people thinking oh yeah it's gonna be just like woodstock and then, then they had a hard they had like Metallica played and they had other metal bands, I believe. And rock.
1: Yeah. And, it rock. It,
0: yeah. and, and insane then clowns
1: that happened was, to
0: be in a posse. It was just there was lots of chaos and 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 also mud, but poop and oh my god. It was just we I remember watching it just the I guess the depravity of capitalism right there. It was terrible. It was is terrible. this
2: documentary called Music Box by Chance, Piper? What? Is this documentary called Music
1: Box? I think so. It's called Woodstock 99, the, the, the depravity, blah, blah, blah. And shame, oh, really? Whatever. like three three adjectives that describe just descendants into madness. But yeah, I, no, no, Music Box. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is called Music
0: peace, Box. Peace, Love, and Rage?
1: Peace, Love, and Rage, yeah.
0: Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage
1: absolute fucking depravity and i didn't fucking i didn't i never followed anything about woodstock 99 i wasn't there i didn't hear much about it and i watched that documentary and i was like literally depressed i was like man this fuck this really got to me like i couldn't even sit through the whole thing like this got to me like shit this is like every music festival's worst nightmare
0: I, yeah i, I really would, really I would go agree
1: that. i don't really go to them i mean i go to some but like that massive amount where you see like eight thousand people or whatever the number is just like that giant swarm of people watching one band i'm like i don't think i would want to be a person in that audience it just seems like so suffocating and just like way too much it
0: depends yeah. on the it depends on the setting i would agree with that and i don't go to festivals anymore i've been to one uh, like for example on a decommissioned air force base in northeast maine like near the the tip of maine mm-hmm. and it was a 3 day festival and we were able to camp along the side of the area and then just walk to the stage. I remember lying in my tent, listening to the stage. So, and it had, I don't know how many thousands of people it was, it was pretty huge.
2: Uh, That shit sounds not only very uh, mentally, it it sounds like it would riddle me with anxiety one because of COVID aspect of it these days, but two, like if you're up front near the stage, you're probably going to get trampled.
1: Oh, you do get trampled. Yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen Danzig, like, four times, and I, the first time I saw him, I had that barricade spot, you know what I mean? I showed up early on the goddamn barricade, like, this is my favorite artist, and I don't do that, and the next time I've seen Danzig, I was like, I am not taking that spot, because I left my, my ribs almost collapsed, like, I got beat up so bad.
2: Oh, Jesus.
1: Like, the shit, I was like, yeah, Danzig shows hurt, I'm gonna Watch this from a little bit further back because these kids in the first five rows, like they will fucking break your bones. Like they will literally break your bones. Like they are so hardcore.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like I
1: support it, it's fun. I love a good mosh pit, but also like I'm a flimsy fucking skinny girl and I I'm gonna die. (laughs) Like I have to I have to take some rows back. Like I can't do it anymore.
2: And if you don't get trampled, Danzig will take you up on stage and drink your blood because he's on those vampire pills. He's on those vampire
1: pills. Yeah. Well, Danzig did just make a vampire spaghetti western that I haven't seen, but Danny Trejo is the main character.
0: I love Danny (laughs) Trejo. It
1: looks great. Yeah. So Danzig directed a movie that was all um, vampire spaghetti western. And um, this year, I don't know if it came out already or if it's going to come out or where it's on, but it, he made it in Danny Trejo's main character. Uh, of course he did. It Stanzic. It.
2: I wonder if it's going to be at that Spaghetti and Western Festival down in uh, Raton that Wally's doing. Colexo?
1: Oh, that'd be Colexico?
2: neat. Colexico? Colexico? Yeah. Yeah. Wally's
0: doing a lot down there. That's great.
1: <laughs> no, they're all doing a lot. Yeah. Jake and... Uh, they're opening up the mutiny this
0: weekend. Yeah, I'll be down there.
1: So, I haven't been down there yet, but I really want to go check it out. It sounds cool,
0: it is cool. It's pretty cool. You
1: you, you moved down there, right?
0: I didn't. I'm still in Denver, but I have a place. Oh, you're
1: still in Denver. Okay,
0: I have a place down there.
1: You did. Yeah, you got a place.
0: So, let me ask you so, what's your favorite? What was your favorite mosh pit? Because mine mine was my first, it was a Ramon show.
1: Favorite mosh pit was Municipal Waste 2008 in Pensacola, Florida, when they were on the Art of Partying tour. Because I made friends with everybody in the band and I was probably like 14 and I made friends with the drummer and everybody and they were super nice and like this one guy like like kind of kicked my ass down on the ground and all these other guys were just like yo they picked me up they're like you can't be fucking like it's a mosh pit but you can't be trying to fucking like really fuck people up like that. And it was just, like, this really beautiful moment of our like, I was going hard, this 14-year-old fucking kid, and they knocked me down on the ground. Like, this big, like, 40-year-old man, like, knocked my ass down on the ground. And a couple other people just, like, came and, like, brought me up. And they're like, "Yo, oh, man, take it easy. Like, we're all looking out for each other here. That's yeah. for sure. Mosh pit because that was the one time where I was like they're looking out for the smaller boned people it's and making sure f- they're not getting like hospitalized over the shit because it's supposed to be fun.
0: Mitch, like, I want I want to know what yours is, right. but I have to respond to that Piper because my favorite mosh pit is I said it was uh, my first Ramones concert. And I saw this dude just bouncing around in the pit and he jumps and he hits this 6'4 dude who's built like a, a brick building wearing a NYPD shirt that wasn't even fitting him. And this guy hit him like a So brick he was wall. a cop. I don't know. But this guy hit him like a brick wall and he just dropped to the ground. And the big dude just reached down, pulled him up with one hand, threw him on his feet, and pushed him back. I was like, whoa, that was totally cool. That's uh,
1: totally cool. Dude, yeah, those moments are cool. When the big guys were looking out for the little guys and that moment of just, like, fierceness. He's yeah. like, I- I, mean, I almost broke my ribs at a couple Danzig concerts because i was trying to be a nerd and be up front and i was like oh this is where you get beat up <laughs> like,
0: i take it you're a Danzig fan you've mentioned him quite a bit this episode this is
1: where it, <laughs> well well those are just the most brutal mosh pits i've been in okay for sure i mean Fair i am enough. a day i have a Danzig tattoo i got it this enough. year yeah it's it's kind of busted but <laughs> oh no, yeah that was the most brutal one that of the most brutal ones I've been in. It's like, and it's always like fucking 15 year olds that just have like a lot of muscle and meat on them. That's yeah. mean- a lot of muscle,
2: a lot of meat, a lot of teen angst. you got to get that teen angst out somewhere.
1: Some nevermind shit. All right. Yeah. What are we about? The Nirvana baby. <laughs>
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) this motherfucker's been
1: (laughs) the fuck is that kid doing
2: (laughs) he's been making his like famous he's so what's going on he he has been like hey guys i'm a fucking Nevada baby for like years and years and like recreating the photo but now he wants to sue the band what's going on here
1: broke i think he's just broke i mean that's what we've all concluded by it it's like i think you're only suing them because you don't have any money and this is like the only move you have to like come into some money
2: startup fucking only fans guy what are you doing
1: yeah you know? i'm like obviously you don't want to sue nirvana for using this picture because you've been participant participating in the fame of it all for so long but now that you don't have money you're trying to sue them because they do have money. It's like you just ask. You probably just ask the Nirvana estate for some money. So yeah.
0: according I mean, to this, it says that he alleges the band violated federal child pornography laws and claims that his parents never signed a release allowing Nirvana to use the photo. Oh, ah.
2: So he's got him on like a legal loophole there. Well, wow, good like luck.
0: the The child pornography law is probably not going to be. Um, but if he didn't, if they didn't get the release for the
2: photo, then that that's where they can get him. Well, good luck getting money from Kurt Cobain. Yeah, well, it, no it would thing. be the record label.
1: What you, what you, what you, does Dave Grohl need to spot you for some beers? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, what? Where is this coming from? Because as far as we were all concerned, do you love being the Nirvana baby and now you're just broke and trying to come into some money like you could probably just ask Dave Grohl to give you some money like, hey, you don't it. remember He's me probably, he'll probably give it to you huh
0: I said you might not remember me but I was the baby on that album cover you put out
1: oh yeah but Dave Grohl yeah he knows he knows who <laughs> that, what that first and last name is he knows who that fucking person is like it's the biggest album in the world like obviously yeah obviously it don't look the same but we know who the fuck you are like what are you broke you need some money like you're the nirvana baby you don't have to sue us just ask (laughs) a for some money like he'll probably give it to you he's a multi-millionaire i'm sure he's nice and he's a nice guy he'll probably just give you your rent money like i don't fucking it's weird that he's like suing nirvana yeah first of all kurt's dead the only living members are fucking fucking chris
0: number
1: Chris Novoselic yeah and it's like those guys are so nice Uh, and honestly like Dave Grohl has so much money like why wouldn't you just ask him I would just if I was in that situation I'd just be like hey man can I just have some money
0: how do you get a hold of him do you do it like uh, he call his label
1: probably maybe he couldn't get a hold of him and that's why he's suing because he's like I couldn't get your fucking phone number so I guess I'm gonna sue you guys Like that's. I don't know it's just weird because we all know that like the Nirvana baby was into being the Nirvana baby throughout like his adulthood and then it's was like okay you're suing okay well do do
2: I'm uh I'm actually I was the Allie McBeal baby so I'm suing Allie McBeal <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have not heard that name in so long that is such a fucking 90s ass name that did not make it to the year 2000 <laughs> Nope,
2: not even uh, Callista Flockhart and Robert Downey Jr. could save it.
1: No, nobody. That's right, it RDJ. Nothing. Well, I'll be right back, you guys.
2: All right, Piper is going. Uh, RDJ. She's gone. RDJ. Yeah. RDJ. Was in uh, Ally speaking, speaking of RDJ, did you watch the new What If? Or have uh, you watched any What If?
0: Yes, I have i've watched the captain carter and i've watched the third one the uh um murder mystery yes 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 what did you think about that i liked it i knew who who it was but i liked it
2: yeah as soon as they said it was like a tiny projectile that killed tony stark i was like
0: i know who it is (laughs) i didn't get it that quick i don't think uh because i had to figure out what was happening first and when i read you know I think it happened when the arrow was when he uh, shot the arrow. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, OK, wait a minute. Like Hawkeye never would have made that shot. Right.
2: Yeah. He so, never and, misses.
0: I, and I feel like something knocked it off. I didn't think about the needle, though. So that was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed it.
2: There's a part where Betty Ross is like it's it wasn't like a serum. It was a tiny projectile that shot in. And I was just like, you motherfucker. But I did think it was Hope Van Dyne for a bit fair until they showed her great but it's
0: all about hope she would have just said it's hope right but, but it's all about hope we're talking about the uh marvel what ifs on disney plus oh. and and it's this animated it's really coolly animated uh show where they posit just different well what happens if peggy carter took the serum instead of steve rogers and she became the the superhero captain carter oh
1: is it yeah. what ifs on it's just
2: called what if oh what if what if uh i did you like that they killed the hulk matt where it was just like no just i didn't exploded? like it at
0: all i didn't like it at- i did like it but i didn't like it it's hard i love the hulk
2: hulk fun you hulk know hulk smash
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah I he mean- he blew up <laughs> he exploded uh, is that possible
2: yeah, I guess, it, you know, you turn your molecules so big that you ex- fucking explode. I just I mean, wonder if his skin on the outside is
0: able to handle, because can't, can't Hulk grow as big as his
2: rage? Yeah, but not if all of his white blood cells are the size of Buick. Fair <laughs> Or red blood cells. Take your pick.
1: Take your fucking pick. <laughs> Take it.
0: Anyway, it's, it's a pretty cool show called What If? And yes, I, I haven't seen the Black Panther one. It's apparently Chadwick Boseman's last speaking
2: role, I guess mm-hmm. it would be. The last thing he acted in before he passed yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. The murder mystery aspect of it was really cool because you don't really get to see a lot of people going around killing superheroes unless you're watching, like, The Boys or Invincible. Right.
1: right. Which, yeah, The Boys is a good one.
2: It was great. Hell yeah. Are you excited for The Boys to come back, Piper? Season three?
1: i am i'm excited for that show i um i need to like watch it again just like more attentively but like yeah it's 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 very like fucking it's like got some intense fucking plot points and shit it's like the what's the one with elliot page the academy Umbrella
0: I academy that. i love that All show right.
1: it's so good yeah i need to like really like finish it off like give it more more attention when I've been watching it because it's always been like I've watched that show like kind of like people threw it on but I can't really I can't really get all of the aspects or things going on in a show unless I watch it by myself because watching things with other people completely it t- com- it makes it so much harder to really grasp everything that's going on so those are two shows where I'm like they're really good but I've only watched them with other people that are like oh my god look at this oh it's so good you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're gonna love it and they're like in your ear <laughs> <laughs> about how much people like
2: it. Yeah, they don't watch the show. They watch you watching the show.
1: Yeah, right. They're like, Well, I've seen it and you're gonna love it. And there's like up like up your ass, like, Do you love it? Do you love everything happening? And I'm like, <laughs> I really need to rewatch this show without you like in my ear, like, hey, did you see that? Did you do you like that? Like, are you so into it? I'm like, I mean, I probably would be, but like I don't like to watch shit like that.
2: Yeah. Mm. I mean it takes away from your enjoyment when you're it definitely does to live up to some sort of expectation that someone has yeah, so like- already seen it wants you to like it as much as they do you know
1: I mean I've done the same thing because I definitely like pressured a bunch of people I was like hey you gotta watch the season premiere of American Horror Story McCullough Culkin's in it and like I'm on and I'm like are you on your phone right now like are you not watching it like what what are you doing you know where you're that person where you're like no no no, no. this is good dude I fucking watched it you what are you are you texting you gotta watch this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah.
2: your full <laughs> undivided attention to the like, television. all right.
1: Can I just do me? Can I just like watch a show how I want to? But yeah, I definitely feel like with those shows, I gotta re-watch them like by myself. Mm-hmm. Because my experience with the boys was super tainted by somebody being like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" Like the whole time it's on, you gotta watch it. Are you seeing this right now? Are you seeing it? It's like,
2: mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm.
1: I would be. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would be if that's you just pressure. shut the fuck up like, and let me watch it. Yeah. The
0: whale, the whale scene was was a work of
2: art. Oh, that's fucking diabolical.
1: diabolical. <laughs>
2: A fucking diabolical, mate. I love that. When else are you going to see someone ram a fucking speedboat full speed into a beached whale? I mean... It's beautiful. No whales were harmed in the making of this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Huey's face was just nuts. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. We had to
2: rewind it to watch it multiple times. It was so good. (laughs) Well, I mean, fuck, I can't wait for it to come back. It's going to be interesting to see what's going on with Homelander now that he was just uh, up jerking off on the roof, now that he realizes he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. And also, they I thought they didn't kill the what's her name stormfront the nazi girl what did they wait what's i don't remember name? what they did
1: i know who you're uh, talking about uh
2: so how it was ending is the kid who was the son of homelander Holander. and billy butcher's wife yeah uh homelander was gonna kill fuck what's her name is it Becca? i think it is just becca mm-hmm. anyway he remember. was gonna kill her and It was one of those, like the little kid was like, stop hurting my mom. And his powers manifested at that point in time. And he just, he lasered, oh no, it wasn't Homelander. It was Stormfront that was doing this. He Anakin skywalker her legs and arms and like fried her up. And she was just on the ground saying random German bullshit. So, but she did get taken away to like a containment field or whatever. by
0: She was great. Like I I found that actress from a horror movie that I had watched and I was, I was into her. Like I was just, I was compelled.
1: What's What's that? What's her name? What's the actress?
2: i forget her name i forget oh, a okay, lot of I
1: things know a lot of actor names so curious
2: i'm looking it up right now Uh-oh. i'm hacking into oh,
1: the main so. gosh,
0: yeah i'm looking forward to the next season of the boys i'm also looking forward to if they do another umbrella academy because i adored that show so much
2: they are uh-huh. elliot elliot page shared a thing today that uh-huh. uh confirmed that the show was either filming or had rap on season three so you think
0: he would be willing so how would that work
1: so he's still playing like the female character even though he's totally like transitioned
0: right okay
1: so i think i believe Elliot page is still like well you know it's an acting role i'm um, still playing the same character
0: unless the, um, the character transitions itself
1: yeah well i mean because you got to think like you know they came out and so now they're on like hormones and like their body and face and is changing to mm-hmm. become you know so it's like oh you can still play the same character but it would be a lot easier if they just kind of like re if they just rewrote that character as like a trans character um, just for like continuity purposes, I guess. Cause it's like, yeah, you're, you look like you're a dude now. Like you're a guy now. Like, yeah, you used to, like be, maybe I mean,
0: they do the multiverse I have on their show. In
1: my bedroom. Like I love that movie. And it's like, well, you're never not going to be Juno, but that's like a role you played. You know, you're still Elliot Page and like you're still a guy, but like
2: you're, he, role he was, you know? he was always a man. He just he wasn't was outwardly. Yeah. He out, didn't outwardly reflect that. Exactly. Um, so it's Earlier weird like, I literally
1: a gigantic poster of Juno. I, remember, I own six movies of Ellie, that Elliot Page was a lead in on DVD. And I used to be like a collector of his movies because I that was my favorite actor. And I own like all these fucking movies from just like back in the day. And I was like, well, you're still, I mean, you're still a man, but like you're like the characters you play, you're still an actor. So like these are still just like roles you were playing. Mm-hmm. But dude, yeah, like super there there are some deep cut movies that Elliot Page has been in that are fucking so undiscovered and so underrated. Like I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a nerd about it because I own I own a few like really like deep cut indie movies from when Elliot Page was like fucking probably like 15 or something. And there's just like super cool, weird indie movies. Yeah. And um yeah, dude, mouth to mouth. There's this movie called Mouth to Mouth. And Elliot Page is like probably like 16 in the movie. And he is a teenager in the UK who joins a cult and they like travel in this van and it's like very punk rock and they're all british except for la page and they go to this like farm and they're in this weird fucked up cult and like it's a super like cool like fucked up underground like indie movie right. and like yeah, like, there's a handful of films like that that he was in, like, as a really young actor They're just like, super good. And so I'm just, like, a huge nerd. Like, I'm a huge Elliot Page fan. But it's oh, also yeah. weird now. They're like, okay, well, you weren't identifying as yourself at this time. And so these characters were all, like, technically women. But honestly, like, it doesn't even... Like the gender of it all doesn't even really matter when you watch these films because you're like, this is just a fucking guy like doing a good job at acting. And he always kind of like, I mean, he always kind of like looked like a boy and like had that energy anyway, before he was like out about it. So there was a movie
0: called scare me that the girl, that lady was in Aya cash from uh, uh, the boys. She played Stormfront.
1: Stormfront. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. She's in a movie called scare me. It was made in 2020 and, it's. I want to say it's a a thriller. It's more of a suspenseful, comedic, uh, dark movie. I, I don't know how else to really describe it except
1: yeah, those good.
0: adjectives. But there's a lot of good tension breaker with with humor, um, and it's not too campy. It's. I thought it was very enjoyable. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Nice.
1: I'll totally check it out. Yeah, I need new things to watch. What are y'all? What are all your things you're into right now? I've been, like, just acting. Oh, titans.
2: shit. Titans. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Matt, after watching the most recent two episodes, I'm kind of back on the fuck this show bandwagon. Oh, I'm, I'm not caught up. Oh, okay. Well, I I wasn't caught up last week where they did the they did the story about how Starfire and Gar go to save Black Her sister. Yep, I saw that. Um, I'm very much just like I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah,
1: about Titans.
2: Yes, yeah. we were so. Episode- you know what it is, Piper?
1: Yeah, no, uh, I'm not familiar with what it is. Oh, so right.
2: Titans is basically. It started out as like, it's all the sidekicks of all your major superheroes. So it's Robin... And Superboy, Wonder Girl, Aqua Lad, a gal called Dove, and a dude called Hawk. Basically, it's any, anyone who's a sidekick, basically. They go to be like a teenaged super team that are kind of like the Justice League, but they're kids. Right. And it's kind of got to the point where it's getting into the morality of Batman recruiting children into his war on crime
1: oh
2: and there's been it is several several deaths
1: batmans
2: yes i mean the batman in the show i fucking hate him he doesn't he's the least batman person i've ever seen play batman and i don't hate this actor i just i always have that thing where i'm just like batman would never do that like i'm I'm with you
0: Yes. i'm with you on this mish I, I feel very strongly about that
2: as well i don't i don't think he's doing that great of a job well he's trying he's playing it kind of like adam west where he's just like no you shouldn't do that like you know i don't know it's very adam west but it's like okay well a
1: little bit much
2: the show's supposed to be kind of dark and gritty right but i don't know well uh, they're doing so a, cool a storyline though so that's why we're into it yeah Cause there's, you know, there's several different people that take the mantle of Robin and some of them leave Batman to become their own hero in their own right. But then some of them kind of fall from grace. Some of them get killed and brought back to life. And then it's a huge kind of like one Robin, Jason Todd, he gets killed and it makes Batman in this show go crazy. And he kills the Joker with a crowbar and then (laughs) quits being Batman. But then other people bring this kid back to life Through basically magic, and now he's a vigilante that like kills people with guns. And Batman and his family family are famously not guns people,
1: but they kill people with science. Yes. (laughs) 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 So, Matt, you haven't
2: you haven't seen the most recent episode? I guess I haven't. Okay, because there's there's four out right now. No, there's five out right now. I've seen. Four, I believe. On five, it's all a flashback episode of how Jason came back to life. Oh. Yeah, and basically, at the beginning, it kind of shows you, it fills in the gaps where Jason's like, hey, we found where the Joker is, and Bruce tells him not to go after him, but he does anyway. And so prior to that, after the death stroke incident, Bruce was like, you're off the case. You are, you're, you're grounded. You're not Robin anymore. I can't have you in the field. You have to go see a therapist. You have to go see Dr. Leslie Tompkins. Yeah. Leslie Tompkins. And he goes to these sessions and it looks like he's making progress, but then it cuts to the part where he's like, Bruce, I see where the joker is. And he tells him not to, but while he's, while he's, uh, it's kind of goes back and forth and it's, it's really fucking hard to like piece together uh maybe it's just because i watched it at 4 a.m and i was like oh this is thrilling you know (laughs) but there's a part where basically jason tells everything to scarecrow he tells he tells like secret identities what's going on like so basically scarecrow knows who batman is who nightwing is and then once jason's killed he arranges for his body to be thrown into a secret lazarus pit lazarus pit That's underneath Arkham Asylum. And I was like, you cannot fucking tell me that Batman would not know about that. That's a fair point. I don't know. Maybe it's just unfair of me to expect that uh, Batman's all knowing, you know? Yeah. Let me
0: let me can I tell you guys what I'm geeking out on right now?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm geeking out on it
0: really, really hard. It's uh it's called Alone. It's on Netflix, it's a reality show, a survival show. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-mm. Oh my god. Oh,
1: no, this is news to me.
0: All right, so it's called Alone, and they're on the seventh season, possibly. I saw the sixth season. It was great. So they take 10 people, they go up to the Arctic, Great Slave Lake. Uh, it's, it's, it's up there in the Arctic and they put everybody in different areas by themselves. They drop them with, you know, like a tarp, a sleeping bag, some camera equipment. Cause there's no, there's no film crew. They have to set up cameras wherever they go and whatever they do, but they're dropped off. They get an, a couple of items. They might want to keep a ax or a fishing net. And they're left to fend for themselves. So they have to build a shelter. They have to find food. And this guy took down a eight nine hundred pound muskox up in the Arctic. The fuck, really? And, oh, I got. A, he shot it with a bow, right? And it bleeds. He, and it, and he's hoping it'll bleed to death because that's the only arrow he has. He waits like four hours, and then he's got a knife. So he's got. I got to do something. It's getting dark. I'm gonna have to leave soon, and I can't just leave this. So he he runs to it, stabs it and then just keeps running. And he's wearing a GoPro. So that's how he's filming it. And then he like runs towards it and stabs it. And finally this thing goes down and it's just like sitting there like all right, I'm I'm done. And they didn't show it, but then he he killed it and he cut this whole he butchered this whole thing up and built a freezer near his shelter to keep all his food protected from like he built a cache. He 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 caught large game, built the cache, cut up all the meat, moved it a mile each way, all these different parts, got every bit of it like he's using the brain mashed up. He's rubbing it on his skin because it's uh, like a lotion. He's putting it on leather and he's tanning it. I mean oh. this- he's eating raw parts (laughs) of it and he's cooking it he's making steaks like it's it's just nuts to me but he has all this food and they're in the arctic it's starting to snow any animals that are left are going to want that food so he has to store it in like a freezer it's it's amazing it's amazing how some people can can do. This one lady built uh, a giant fireplace, like a hearth, with all these flat rocks, and then encompassed it uh, with her shelter. And it's a really nice shelter. It's it's cool. It's way I cool. I could show. never
2: be on that show. I'd be dead in the first episode. They're oh, yeah. doing a hundred days for a million dollars.
1: However, uh, I wish Joe Rogan would go back to being on that. that's when i I liked him was when he was making people eat worms yeah i
0: liked him on news radio oh yeah yeah, news radio
1: i always forget about that yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah. that show was dope up until phil hartman died yes i agree that
0: show was dope and there was a lot of good talent on that show that worked well together i thought
2: i always remember (coughs) this this one joke from news radio where they let matthew who's played by andy dick read Mm -hmm. the news
1: Oh, God. And
2: he comes out of the booth, and Dave Foley's just like, You know, that name's pronounced fuco right?
1: But- <laughs> and, and like,
2: what did I say? and then he's like oh god and he runs out and like it's so funny i mean obviously they're implying that he's calling him joey butta <laughs> joey <Buttafaco>. oh. <laughs> oh man i don't know man i i would try to live for a hundred days if i got a what a million dollars out in the arctic no i would make it one night if, maybe, yeah dude I'd, I'd be alexander Supertramp so fucking hard because you can't bring food you have to hunt you
0: have to find your own food you could fish, you could hunt, trap, whatever it is. Yeah. You have
2: to find your own food. I'd be the one that's just like, oh, he fucking ate some poisonous mushrooms and died in an old bus. And I know what section the food is in the supermarket. That's how I find my food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd start being like a Jason Voorhees motherfucker and just finding oh. other people's camps and just go, shh, shh, shh ah, ah, ah,
1: ah. The
2: Jason Voorhees <laughs> vibe, yeah. I love
1: that it's guy. Slasher, it's a good slasher series you've seen lately. Are you Are people projecting people onto the 80s right now? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of that going on, so
2: oh, there so, is. Yeah, it seems like it's a huge resurgence of slasher cinema. Yeah,
1: oh, uh, yeah. So.
2: I'm okay with it.
1: The last season of American Horror Story was 1984, and it was basically just like a slasher, like campsite-type season where it's like, okay, this is all kind of based on like Friday the 13th, like those kind of movies. I
0: would recommend the movie Summer of 84. It was made in the last few years, but it takes place in like a northwest town where um, there's a serial killer, and this boy believes that his cop neighbor is the serial killer um, and it's kind of a it's kind of a lighthearted goonies slash uh, monster squad feel and That's so
2: weird because the way you describe it makes me feel like it's a very serious anything but lighthearted.
0: No, no well, i mean it, it's it's serious uh but it's lighthearted in and that it's you know like goonies goonies was serious but it was it was lighthearted. and uh but this show takes it this movie takes a, a a nice turn at the end i liked it
1: what's it called it's uh summer of, summer of
2: 84 yeah See if you can find oh, it. How man. can we watch this? Do we have to have the Shudder app? That is where Shutter? I watched it.
1: Shudder is a great app, but it's it's kind of expensive. Unless you really just want to watch horror movies, like, day in and day out. Like, But it is worth it. There's some good shit on there. The Elvira movies on that, bitch. Ooh, no,
2: Elvira.
1: The 80s Wait. Elvira feature film. I don't know what the like the actual movie title is, but it's super good. I saw that on Shudder because my roommate had Shudder accidentally paid for it and we we're just like, all right, well I'm about to watch a bunch <laughs> of horror movies to get our money's worth. And I
0: had it and uh I, I liked it. I watched it a bunch. I have access to it now.
1: gamble Holocaust is even on that. You can get some really like there's some deep there's some deep cuts on that bitch.
0: Summer of four mm-hmm. is on AMC plus
1: AMC. AMC plus. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: I don't even know. Yeah I didn't know either but all right well oh. we'll nah. figure that out.
1: Yeah yeah we'll figure it out
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What are we figuring out? AMC Plus? AMC Plus, yeah. At what point do you think we're going to get to the point where it's just like uh, people are going to say, okay, no more. I don't want to have fucking AMC Plus and Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Disney Plus.
1: Hey, I don't want to have to have 10 different bills for the TV shows I'm watching. It's
2: right, because really at that point you're just back to paying what you pay for like fucking cable.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, the not the same nobody's concept. Doing goddamn money. It's just really obnoxious and like, well, I mean, I'm like well, when Paramount Plus came out, that was an extension of CBS, the CBS add-on app on Amazon, and they're like, "No, now it's Paramount Plus." And I was like, "That's fine." But then you have Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, and all that came out within the last year and a year and a half ago those were just add-ons to fucking hulu and netflix and i'm like yeah you're keeping it within the same app so people aren't having to juggle with all these different bills to watch these different shows like i remember i paid ten dollars to get cbs for the month because the jordan peele twilight zone came out and that was the only way to watch it
0: yeah you get the free trial
1: and so I already well no I just like paid I just paid for it for the time being because I'm like I'm gonna keep up with the show I'm gonna watch it as it comes out like I'm really sure. into it and then it turns the CBS add-on turned into Paramount Plus and so I had Paramount Plus because that's what I was paying for to begin with they just like rebranded themselves but now I'm like okay because I was like basically I'm paying $10 just to get every episode of the Twilight Zone for one show and now I'm like oh yeah there's actually a lot of like there's a lot of weird stuff like they have they made a grown-up iCarly so they remade iCarly but like everybody's like my age now because I'm the same age as all the iCarly people and they remade that (laughs) show and they're all like 27 and I'm like I'm 27 this is weird like it's a it's a shitty like hacky sitcom but I'm also like I watched the show when I was a kid and they're exactly the same age as me. So I'm going to watch this just because, I'm, you know, yeah. like it's obviously sitcoms aren't good, but there's like something about them. We're like, well, I'm going to watch it because it's like I could I could be getting paid to to do this cheap ass acting right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, we're like, well, what is it? What do we got to do?
2: We're never going to get our own Nickelodeon spinoffs, are we?
1: No, we're too old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh. Heard like, you know, and it's bad it is bad i mean keenan finally got a sitcom after being like on snl longer than motherfucking tim meadows who was the og longest running cast member and keenan surpassed that and they gave him a sitcom with fucking chris red who is amazing so funny and it's it's an nbc sitcom it sucks it's not good i mean even for sitcom standards well like, you have it? a certain expectation of sitcoms to be cheesy yeah but keenan is like unwatchably cheesy
2: no, all thing.
1: right i mean you can be as cheesy as like how i met your mother but you can't be like fucking friends cheesy like this is too much yeah yeah
2: I mean, also, it probably didn't help that its lead-in show was The Young Rock, which was like...
1: Oh, I did watch that. I
2: loved it. I thought it was really cool. It's a much better show by comparison to Keenan, so I'm sure people were watching Young Rock and then turning it off. Uh, once it got to the Keenan show.
1: Well, yeah, because Young Rock is like a real show, and they did yeah. a lot, they did a lot with it, and they did a lot of research, and they did a lot of cool like camera tricks, and like it was shot well. And Keenan is just like a dime store fucking sitcom that wasn't even trying to 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 separate itself from the pack. And it's like, how is this possible? You have Keenan Thompson and Chris Red in a show together, and he's been working for this his whole life. How did you guys fuck this up so? badly like they, <laughs> fucked, they fucked that up keenan yeah. they, they wrecked like yeah and that should have been like that was his dream and that should have been really good and they messed it up it's trash it's really bad
0: what's it called they need a keenan it's Just called, called keenan oh yeah. yeah oh it's got what's his name in it don don johnson
1: thread and don johnson yep He's like the, the, cause he was married to a white woman and she died. So he's like a widow, oh, he's but he's married to Kenan. Yeah. It's
0: also got fortune Feimster.
1: Fortune. Feimster, oh, yeah. 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 She's in there. She's like one of the, so Keenan plays a guy who works on a morning talk show in Atlanta. Fortune Feimster plays like one of the camera people or like handlers on the show. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. All and
1: right.
2: Hey, I got to ask because this is like our new question, by the way. Piper, do you have a favorite Spice Girl? Mm.
1: Ginger Spice. Fuck
2: yeah. That's, uh, me and you are the only Ginger Spice answers right now. I'm ginger
1: Spice. I'm Ginger Spice all day. That's always been my OG Spice Girl.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean.
1: Bump it, it, it. Zoom bump it. I don't know. How zoom
2: bumping doing? it. <laughs> I think uh, you and me are the only ones who have said Ginger. Uh, Evan Johnson said uh, Baby Spice. Um, Matt, yeah. Jeff, and Jake are all about Scary Spice. Uh, with a sporty scary rising,
1: Spice is my second pick, oh, but your exactly. yeah. is my OG. That's my number one. That's my Spice Girl.
2: Her and sporty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, scary and sporty.
1: Sporty's underrated. Yeah, Sporty's great, and I feel like she do not get enough. Love. She does not get enough love as far as Spice Girl action goes.
2: Yeah. I'm a ginger with a baby rising, you know. So
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> my little sister was a baby spice, so I was ginger spice. My little sister was baby spice, and we both got dolls for Christmas when we were like fucking five and four. And I got a ginger spice Barbie doll, and she got a baby spice Barbie doll. And I was like, you know, we we go exa- like we work for, like those are like you know, baby spice is like my confidant. That's my second in command. Like that's my <laughs>
2: hell yeah.
1: Who I roll with that's their spice girl. But, but but Scary Spice is my second choice. I do love Scary Spice, but Ginger was the leader, dude.
2: Fuck yeah, that's what I'm trying to she tell left
1: you. her. She's like, fend for yourself, bitches. And then they just because <laughs> Ginger was the fucking leader.
2: Jerry, yeah, yeah they, they crumbled. Up. Once they la- once Ginger left, they crumbled. I don't know. It
1: did I mean they put out two more albums, and I bought both of those motherfucking CDs. <laughs> and I listened to the shit out of them, and they weren't bad. They were actually pretty good. But yeah, the band, like the the Spice Girls as we knew them, were over. This is just some sad like funeral shit. Like, all right, well, we're on the way out. Obviously, our 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 era of ruling the world is over. We're gonna put out a couple more albums, and then that's it. We're done.
2: That was it, and they they went back until the world needed them again.
1: I didn't yeah. see on the reunion tour, but man, I would pay I would pay good money to go to that.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you can't get Victoria Beckham. She's so she's so rich, she doesn't need to do anything ever yeah, again.
1: And also like, come on, you were like the least interesting spice girl. How are you still the most relevant?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it oh, makes me
1: so mad that fucking posh spice is still like she's the richest and the most relevant. I'm like, you were like the least you were the least cool one. Like, what the fuck? How did this happen?
2: The world may never know, Piper. The it? world may and never she know.
1: She was there, and we were still thinking of the Spice Girls because she married a tennis player, and we remembered she was a Spice Girl. She it married
0: not cool. just not a tennis player, but one of the world's most famous soccer players.
1: Soccer players, yeah. See, that's exactly how boring they are to me. I mean, know <laughs> what sport David Beckham plays.
0: But the billions of people outside of the United States, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Sir.
1: Well, that's why Posh Spice is the most relevant, which is infuriating.
0: Because
1: <laughs> you know, she's the least cool of the Spice Girls. I'm like, man, first of all, it, it goes ginger, scary, baby, sporty. And then motherfucking posh.
2: And that's the bottom line, because Piper said so. Piper has spoken. Piper, I mean, uh, do you? That is
1: the, I honestly I do think that is the order. I do. I mean, people can ag- disagree with this. You can rank the Spice Girls however you want. I'm not going to fight you on it. But in my heart, <laughs> I that is the order of the ranking. I think right.
2: that's- Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that right. is the ranking of comedian, musician, Piper Shepard. <laughs> Piper, do you have anything coming up soon? I mean, you and I are gonna both be on the show at Drake's Brewing in right, Loveland. I uh, have
1: a new I actually have a new monthly showcase in Commerce City called Vibe Patrol Comedy Hour and it is at halftime sports bar in Commerce City. It's a really great space like you walk in and it's like a bar and there's pool tables and you're like oh my god am I about to do comedy in front of pool tables? It's like no bitch. I'm Mm -hmm. not an amateur there's a separate room with a stage that is closed off from the bar so and there's also an outside stage so as long as it's warm enough we'll do it on the outside stage and there's a middle room. It's a very cool, it's a free show and and I just started it and it's a really good space it's across the street from the Dick's sporting goods uh arena parking lot you know where yeah. Fish play. But nice. yeah that's second fridays that's new the first one went really well and i'm hoping that we have a successful second one and they've kind of given me the go ahead to do more shows there so yeah come out oh
2: yeah more. onward and upward best of luck with the second show on there piper how can people reach you online do you got twitter you got in, uh, instagram i got twitter
1: people- i got instagram i got facebook my handle on the Instagrams and the Facebook is Exorcistacy, which is a, b- a fucking weird mouthful of nonsense, but spell the word Exorcist plus ASY, Exorcist and Ecstasy combined. Exorcistacy. That's my handle. I won't change it because I'm too much of a fucking nerd. And it's my name good. is Piper Shepherd. If you like look up my name on those socials, like that shit will come up. But yeah, I expect All to
2: like, over. Hell yeah. And then we'll have you back uh, soon to. Talk more, broadcast once the American Horror Story season probably wraps up and whatnot. You guys
1: should for sure check that out because it's pretty good. And then if you have me back on, like, oh my god, we could talk about that shit for a good minute. Because hell
2: yeah, well yeah, we'll have you back on soon. In the meantime, you can catch the podcast on our Facebook, or you can follow us at Broadcast Geeks on Twitter, at Broadcast underscore Geeks on Instagram. You can follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to send us a fucking email, send us something at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. If you want to uh, send us a show topic, if you want to send us some hate mail or whatever, I don't fucking know. Corrections. Uh, How about corrections? Corrections. There's so many corrections that we could make, especially, uh, you know, there's some things that Jake says and I go, (laughs) I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right, but I don't have, I don't know enough to call him on that at this moment. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, Jake will be back. He's busy opening mutiny. Jeff is on the train and uh, let's well,
0: train to Clarksville.
2: Yep, and in the meantime, as always, listeners, we say to you,
0: Excelsior.